This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. I, I see what you did there, Jeff. Yeah, this movie sucks. And, it was bro- <laughs> and I like to thank listener Garth for recommending it. It was terrible. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Han's Shot First. As mentioned, we're talking about Dune. Came out in 1984, directed by David Lynch, written by David Lynch, based off the novel by Frank Herbert. Frank A. Bear. A. Bear. Starring Kyle MacLachlan, Virginia Madsen, Francesca Annis, Sting, Brad Dourif, all these other people, Jean-Luc Picard, uh, yeah. This movie has quite the cast. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about so all it's got going for it, but... <laughs> As mentioned, this was recommended by listener Garth, but Alex put this on his list, so uh, go, you can represent Garth here in this selection. Yeah. Where am I going? <laughs> anything you want to talk about? <laughs> What's your history with this or anything? Oh, yeah, that's that stuff. Um, I liked this movie uh, when my dad introduced this uh, to me when I was a kid. I don't think we saw it in theaters, but I remember seeing it and thinking that it was so weird, so different from any other like sci-fi thing that I've ever seen that really captivated me. So it's got a, I've got a soft spot for this movie. Even though seeing watching it now is like, oh man, <laughs> uh, I still like it. I guess this captivated you as a kid. Oh, yeah. Man. All right. Uh, well, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I did not see this until last week or two weeks ago when we watched this. Um, it was brutal, man. Uh, <laughs> like I could see, obviously I could see, and this will be one of my points that it's kind of like, there's a lot there, but you know, in a two and a half hour movie, whatever it was, it was, I couldn't understand what was going on. Uh, the whispering and voiceovers were really pissing me off man. <laughs> and the effects are terrible. I mean, this came out after all three star Wars movies and it looks bad. So that, the, uh, that's where I stand on it. But I'm glad I finally watched it because I've always heard about it. Um, so at least I got that <laughs> bucket list item off. Uh, Scott. So uh, Dune was some of my formative reading. And the book books really shaped my, my sort of uh, tastes and opinions on sci-fi in general. And the movie is god-awful. <laughs> I you know, you see so you Jeff you're just getting angry from a just a, a viewer point of view I'm getting like doubly angry I like how they fucked up the source material which <laughs> I usually don't get that mad at to be honest um when it, when one thing comes out before the other uh but god 
the movie, uh, let's see, I saw it when I was, was probably in high school before I finally got around to it, well after I'd read the books. And I was disappointed then. Uh, I was hoping that, you know, I would still like it now. I, did, I didn't really like it to begin with, but maybe, I, you know, my, my edges have softened over time on some of these things. And this is not the case here. Uh, I, I'm willing to bet that I was almost as annoyed as you were, Jeff, while watching this movie. <laughs> Which is usually not the case. But, uh, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, but again, uh, the books are amazing, at least the, the first one. Um, it's required sci-fi reading, I would, I would say. If mm-hmm. if you're a big reader, um, the movie not so much as far as uh, sci-fi movies, and there's so, just so many things that that went wrong here in the movie. Uh, these yeah, books again, are massive, it. right? Yeah, the first one is is pretty damn hefty, yeah. um, and I think that might be the biggest one actually. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the the author passed away before he could finish his series. Um, and now there's a million of these things that have been written after the fact, and they're all terrible. Um, so there, that is. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. beside the point. Yeah. So my backstory, I just add, I forgot. Um, I'd I'd always heard the movie sucked and the book was good, and I'd always see that thing, and it just intimidated the hell out of me. And I was like, No, I am no, I'm not going to read all of that. It and it then... is it is hardcore sci-fi. Like <laughs> like it is like what <laughs> it's it's pun intended textbook. Uh, sci-fi. <laughs> there you go. That's what it looked like. And then uh, the other thing is, I did play Dune 2, the video game. It was one of my first PC games. Um, yeah, the RTS, right? Yeah, it was an RTS. It was like Command and Conquer before Command and Conquer. Yeah, it kind of paved the way for all those games. Yeah. And so that's what I knew of this going in, was like I knew there were worms and there were spices. And that, <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> Spicy worms. <laughs> There were various rums, spiced and unspiced. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so now I have a backstory, and then yeah, well we'll get into it. So um, Alex, why don't you lead us off here? So we're going over our um, what do we do? Our seven things that we like about this, and don't or don't like about it. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a long time, guys. Uh, seven items. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, number seven is. Something that I kind of acclimated throughout the movie, but every once in a while I'd go, holy crap, it's the overacting at everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. Everybody was just chewing on any piece of scenery they could get their teeth or teeth around. All the cardboard scenery, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they... So good. It... The pain! Father! <laughs> God damn it! Fade, my beautiful fade. I, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> could, tr- I, I'm trying to come up with a movie that had more mustache twirling than this one, and I just Flash Gordon. can't. Just not even Flash Gordon. And actually, I was gonna. I actually have something to say about Flash Gordon in a minute here. Uh, <laughs> but I cannot think of like they're just twirling their mustaches, going, "We're evil. We're evil." Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All right. And eating, um, eating bug juice. What the <laughs> fuck was that? You yeah. you barely got a sip out of that bug. They they invented that little thing for the movie, by the way. That's not something from the books. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Alright, so my list, I'm going to be honest here, this is not the, the order of my items or the order as they happened while I was watching the movie and I wrote them down because none of these are going to be good and this is just <laughs> a free form uh-huh. note as I was write, writing this down. And it took me three watchings. I fell asleep two different times watching this movie. <laughs> and I would like, okay, when I, so when you fall asleep, like, where did I leave off? And I, okay, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Okay, go back. Okay, this looks familiar. So I started from there. And then I remember watching it for like half an hour. I'm like, I guess I did watch this. I was just, I wanted to forget it. Like, I, so it, it took me like four hours to watch this. Would you, movie. Jeff, would you believe that the original cut of this movie was like over three hours long? I would believe it. And I'm glad I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. All right. So my first thing I have is what the F? I didn't understand anything understand anything anyone was talking about when that weird alien in a box came into the throne room and they were <laughs> talking about what the hell was going on yeah uh, yeah are you, are you saying that the uh virginia madsen's uh initial monologue didn't explain everything for you jeff you know to be honest i kind of liked that at first oh, I was jesus like, christ <laughs> i was like okay well i just not what i expected but i remember that didn't bother me that much until this thing came and I just, I think, I'll mention this later, but, like, there's so much going on here that I just didn't, whenever they mention anything, I'm like, what's a, I'm going to say Targaryen. Obviously, it wasn't a Targaryen, but the <laughs> the different Harkonnen. races and the different What the things. hell's an aluminum falcon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just was had a hard time following what was going on, so, yeah. So, that's my number seven. What the fuck's going on with that guy in the box? Or it's, it's, in an, the box. it's an interesting point, Jeff, because... Like I, I never had, I I knew what was going on because I'd read the book, yeah. But same. I won, but I wonder like <laughs> if I would have been like you, just like this makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he pukes, and then you're in a different part of the galaxy. <laughs> okay, that thing, I, yeah. I oh. fucking forgot about that. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> it is funny since I watched this was like two weeks ago until. And now, I actually watched some video on YouTube where they were talking about weird time travel things, and that popped up. I'm like, I know what that is now. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not time travel, mm-hmm. but like warp, warping yeah, stuff. Space tra- folding yeah. time, folding space. Um, all right, Scott, number seven. Uh, my number seven is just the where, where David Lynch was trying to take this movie. Um, I know some of this probably falls on the producer Dino De Laurentiis uh, who did Conan the Barbarian uh, mm-hmm. and the fact that Lynch wanted to bail out on this movie like halfway through I'm sure and just the weird source material but it just felt like they were trying to borrow things from previous more successful sci-fi um, at, at points they were trying to do like a Star Wars thing uh, with like the combat and stuff but that just didn't fly um, there's a lot of cues from Flash Gordon here, um, especially yeah. the weird guitar riffs, uh, which I'm actually a fan of. They just they don't fit here at all. But <laughs> no, but they're cool. But yeah, they but they sound in, so good. Yeah, in and of themselves, they're awesome. Like, <laughs> like damn, I wish this wasn't Flash. <laughs> yeah, huh. um, and and then like just kind of the the hardcore sci-fi, like the dry sci-fi of like a 2001. Um, it, it's just all over the place, tonally. Uh, with, with some of the stuff, um, and it just none of it works. Uh, it's just kind of a microcosm for the whole movie. Uh, my my number seven anyway. Uh, none of it works. 
Is this where you built, you started your hate for David Lynch? Is this? No, no, that was the Twin Peaks movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, Alex, number six. <clears throat> My number six is, and this was a sticking point for me in the book, also, that uh, the Doctor, the one that uh, spoiler alert betrays the um, Atreides family. What was his name again? Scott, help me out here. Doctor Yui. Yui. Dr. Yui is supposed to be, he's had some sort of conditioning. He's got a tattoo on his forehead that says he's unbreakable. He's loyal to a fault. There's no way he could ever betray uh, whoever he's serving. In this case, you know, Lido Atreides and his family. And lo and behold, that's how they get to, uh, that's how the Harkonnens get to kill Lido and stuff, get to the family. By his betrayal, they get him to turn to their side. And how do they do this? It wasn't some elaborate, like, brainwashing scheme or some mind, you know, Fremen mind psychic thing that I was expecting. It was, oh, no, they just kidnapped his, his wife and kid. Now, that's horrible. But for somebody that supposedly went through some very special mental techniques against uh, betraying the person that they're serving, it seems kind of weak. Yeah. So, yeah, in the book and in the movie, that was my sticking point. Probably my only one for the book. One must, of many must, must in the movie. Must not conditioned enough. Yeah, or something. Yeah, but it's just like, uh, really? It wasn't like, you know, some brain worm was in his ear. <laughs> you know, something cool. But, yeah. Yeah, Star Trek Two is definitely a better film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, my number two was that ridiculous fight with number six uh, or six sorry with that the they turn into cubes and it's fucking oh, Jean, jean-luc picard versus yeah. that's way higher in my list oh, God. The, the shields like minecraft no fight broke out in the middle of this movie what the hell was going on i, uh, I like Early i said this CG. is 84 84 we've had star wars and et and terminator i think like what the hell, man? That was that was CG though. That wasn't uh, like rotoscoped or anything. Well, mm-hmm. they should have used rotoscope or <laughs> or claymation or something. <laughs> Stop motion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no claymation. Put a Gumby uh, in there, okay. and it would have been better. <laughs> no way, man. So, so what? You like it? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, I dug it. I stand correct. I I love the concept, and it's awesome in the books. It just looks goofy as shit. Right. I'll give you that, but yeah, I'll talk now. more about this yeah. in, my, in my topic. All right, Scott, number six. Number six is, uh, so this is one of the few instances of like something very specific that I have on my list. I tried to do specific things, and they, I went up on broader topics, but uh, anyways, the the weird guy in the box, as Jeff called him, the uh, the guild navigator. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the few things that I actually really liked. Um, was the interpretation of the navigators from the books to the movie. Um, I thought it was actually pretty cool. Um, I thought his entourage looked fucking ridiculous, uh, <laughs> which I might talk about in my next one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the the guild navigator in and of itself, I thought was pretty cool. Um, that's not necessarily how I I would how I pictured it from the books, but actually seeing it on screen, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, that that actually kind of makes sense. It's kind of cool. Um, they're supposed to be like basically mutated humans, uh, so I don't know that would have been like that. Inhaled too much spice. That it would have been that big and weird, um, but it's still kind of cool looking, and it kind of—it's it, one of the few weird things in the in the movie that I that I actually like. 
Yeah, so yeah, that's why number six is the Guild Navigator. And I will say, it was weird looking, and the look of it didn't bother me too much. Which is, I just had no idea what was going on in that scene. That was my big issue. Yeah. They were talking about stuff. So. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is <laughs> that Sting comes out of that sauna. <laughs> and he's wearing that space speedo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's got uh, freaking uh, spoilers and everything on the side of it. They look like a Lightspeed uh, brand <laughs> underwear for Futurama. <laughs> Except all black. So, it's originally that it's supposed to be like a nude thing, him coming out. At the last second, like the producers made him put on something, and that's what the costume department whipped up. Space Beedo. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Fade Rotha. Yeah, he was pretty ridiculous in this movie. He's not even the worst one, that's the worst part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not right. a long shot. All right, uh, my number five is, and this should be my number one, but since I'm going um, in order here, it's I have voiceover thoughts are annoying the shit out of me, and as I've already <laughs> mentioned, just every all of a sudden you'll hear someone whispering that they don't know what's going on. Or they, what is he thinking? My mom's over there. Wonder what they're doing with the spice. Yeah, just, that's, this is um, higher up on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen. Or, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with this much voiceover throughout. And it's not like just one character; it's multiple characters, yeah. and they're whispering. They get some mm-hmm. ASMR video or something. It's like, the, ah, it, it, it's unbearable. The spice. So that's my number five, Scott. Uh, number five, and I have written here: trash bag costuming, because it looks like, <laughs> yeah, like ninety percent <laughs> of the costumes in this movie were trash bags. And sure enough, uh, I, I went looking through the trivia, and they were using body bags for a lot of it. Um, and they just all look fucking ridiculous. Uh, they either look like hazmat suits, or like they literally have a trash bag. And there's just like somewhere in between for most of them. The, uh, the mm. still suits that the Fremen are wearing aren't horrible. Um, although yeah, those, are, those are pretty cool. Yeah, they're missing the point of the still suits, though. Yes. Uh, by not having anything over the... the a head or face or anything. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, most of the other costumes are fucking... The Sadu car are supposed to be, like, these badasses. And instead, they, they, <laughs> they all look like uh, Marty McFly when he puts on the hazmat suit in Back to the Future. Oh, well, they come from the planet Vulcan. <laughs> yeah. It's... God, they're supposed to be these badasses, and they just look fucking ridiculous. And did you notice the, the one Sadu car that does the 80s feet of strength, by the way? Uh, unrelated to... Oh, Tossing people up the right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two guys jump on him and he does like the flex and flexes him off of himself. <laughs> so stupid. And uh, yeah, just the costuming is just so weird. And the, all the shaved heads, I thought that was a weird direction to go with. Um, well, Spice makes you bold, you didn't know? Yeah, the, I, I, I get that's what they were trying to do is like for people that were like really addicted to the Spice, they would be bald, but like the Fremen aren't bald. So that kind of throws that out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like the Benny Gesserit. He decided to make them bald for some reason. They're supposed to be like uh, like courtesans and shit too, not just like weird advisors. So it makes no sense for them to be bald when the people they're trying to sway and seduce are obviously not into that because like all the royalty and other people have hair. It's just a weird choice. The All the people with the shaved heads that were accompanying the, the guild navigator... Um, 
all the Harkonnen like reverse mohawks. They only had one strip of hair. Yeah, just, <laughs> like just weird shit. Like it's weird choices, um, and most of it just look bad. It just look cheap. Um, yeah, it's because they were. <laughs> no, this was a big budget movie. That's why I don't get it. Uh, well, because they already spent so much money on you know failure on, after failure on, on the voice recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my number five is the the trash bag costuming. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is just the trippy visuals when uh, the navigator is going through space and him puking up stuff in order to fold space time to get the, the tube ships to wherever they go. Yeah. Yeah, that I was, was like weird. Eh, in 1984. Yeah. This this fits for the era. I don't know. It was uh, it was double plus bizarre. good space folding. Yeah. 1984. <laughs> Traveling without moving. What was their... What's the saying? Or is that this movie? Hey, Scott, yeah. ever since you told me you don't like in movies when they put a pit hole through a piece of paper? And yeah. Every movie does it. You know that, right? Yeah. It's always simple. You know, I don't... I don't I want, it's, it makes no sense that I get pissed off at that because I'm a... You know, I've, I've watched a ton of Star Trek. And that's all Star Trek is. is just like a bunch of mumbo-jumbo to explain away shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the second they try to come up with actually something that sort of makes sense on some level, then I just get angry with it. I think you just don't like Sam Neill. Maybe. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be crushed. No, see, I got no, I got, I got no beef. I got no beef with Sam Neill. That's good because he's he's a messed up dude. All right. Sam Neill. Um, my number four. So we're on right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I vaguely remember. This is, I think, right when I was passing out. So, there's that weird dude in a chair with a pus face, and he starts flying around the room, and <laughs> yeah, what the, the hell's Baron, going on? And I, the Baron I think Harkonnen. He, and then I have a line after this. Did he rape a boy? Did he rape that boy? Like, I don't know what was going on. Yeah, that was just... Like, again, they go, it goes back to the mushroom mushroom twirling. <laughs> Mus- <laughs> I'm sure he was twirling yeah, that boy's Mario. Wah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the mustache twirling, just to show how evil he was, and he's like extra evil because he's gay. I don't, I don't know what the the point of that was. Although the character is supposed to be uh, gay in the books, mm-hmm. um, so he's supposed to be rapey in the books. I don't think he is rapey in the books. I don't. Remember. He gets creepy with Fade Roth in the books. Yes, uh, he's supposed to be his nephews. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's. But him flying around the room, and I, I was... Whoa. Yeah, and then he stands under the thing, and then all of a sudden, like, oil's being poured on. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> the heart plug thing was just fucking bizarre. <laughs> I was not, not a fan of that. Yeah. All right, well, I'm done. Scott, number four. <laughs> number four is one of the things I liked. Uh, Shai Hulud, the, the sandworms. Uh I thought it was actually ex- Exogorth. <laughs> I thought it was actually pretty spot on uh, from from the books. Um, the kind of the three flap thing and the mm-hmm. just how massive they are and how they swallow like that that mining outpost hole and uh, yeah, it was pretty rad. Um, they had them going s- like super slow every time they popped out. 
And yeah, it felt slow. <laughs> yeah, that's I. It's a weird choice. Maybe it looked really bad when they were going faster, and for once they made the smart move. Um, when when Kyle McLaughlin's running next to it, that looked pretty ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, yeah, that the, the Sandworms are actually pretty cool, and that's like there's just big menacing presence in the books um, that gets utilized a little bit for the most part, just kind of a side thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, that was the one thing I knew from the video game, so I was looking forward to them the most. And Yeah, they weren't terrible, but then like, I compare it to Trimmers, and they're not even close to that. But the Trimmers, I just looked up, came six years later, so I'll give them a pass on <laughs> special effects. I just felt that everything was cool. They were just really slow, and then when they did, like, yeah, miniatures... Where like they were like dragging something through the sand to make it look it, like sand doesn't miniaturize very well, right? So it, yeah. just looked, it looked like a guy dragging his GI Joe through the dirt. Or <laughs> when they, the the vehicles <laughs> on the sand look god awful. Yeah, <laughs> someone pulling those things along with string. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, seriously, it looked like a, us as kids playing in the dirt. We're like, Ugh. all right, Alex, number three. Number three is the cheesy visual effects <laughs> <laughs> that I love and hate, and I love to hate. <laughs> it's so good when uh, they're, uh, Paul and his mom were running away when they first crash landed in the desert, and the worm's starting to attack the rock, and Paul falls. <laughs> so that's a real stuntman, and it, it had to hurt even a little bit going through, all down those foam rocks. But there's this one really long shot of Paul falling down, and you could tell it was one of those, you know, 1984 green screen jobs. <laughs> It looked just ridiculous because it was a close-up shot of him. Oh, my gosh. Just a bunch of stuff like that. Plus, the shields, I thought, were really cool. I always liked those. Only because they're just so, you know, weird and different, and they're cheesy, but the rest of the movie is also. So, I thought, I think if the shields were, like, if they looked, like, really good, they'd stand out of place too much with the rest of the crappiness of this movie. All right. Uh, my number three is also the effects, but I said I already said before the effects are bad, even for '84. Like I said, all three Star Wars movies have come out. Uh, I believe Wrath of Khan had been out by this point. Uh, Terminator, ET. It just and if I was going to ask you guys if this was a low budget movie, but Scott said it wasn't, so now there's even less of a reason for it. it yeah, I think I think it was like at the time it was like forty million. So there's no excuse for that, I don't think. But whatever. I mean, I know some th- directors, I'm sure David Lynch doesn't care about special effects, so he didn't really, you know, whereas Lucas is the opposite. But, like, it just, it bugged me. Because if you're just going to have a stu- uh, weird story they don't understand, at least make it look cool. <laughs> they didn't even get mm-hmm. that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there it is. Number three. Uh, Scott? Uh, so, you know, we start- <laughs> we started this whole thing off with, uh, you saying that it pissed you off watching this, basically. <laughs> uh, same thing for me. When it starts off with that horrible intro with uh, Virginia Madsen as Princess Arulin, um, it just the whole thing reeked of post-production. They're like, oh shit, we need something to explain to everybody in the audience. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I can almost forgive that. Uh but then they did this thing where she faded in and out. I'm like, this, this is like birdemic level like, <laughs> like direction. <laughs> I, I, I will like even guess that 
like Lynch had nothing to do with that at that point. Like, <laughs> uh, but God, just it, and it goes on for like two minutes. <laughs> just just giant floating head talking at you and fading in and out. And then the worst part is when she gets to like the last part of it, she says, "Oh, I almost forgot to tell you." And then she finishes up with like another like thirty seconds of exposition. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, should have just had, like, scrolling text like Star Wars or something. I, I don't know. Like, throw throw a wall of text on the screen. Anybody that gives a shit can actually sit there and read it. But it just was just a waste of time. Just a waste of my time. A waste of Virginia Madsen's time. Just anybody had to sit, be there and film that that day. <laughs> it's just so bad. Yeah, right. It kind of reminded me of Kroll for some reason. Funny, uh, uh, funny trivia about Kroll. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the old man in Kroll, the, the one that's guiding him, the the hero, and the spider lady are in this movie. Uh, oh, there it is. It's Freddie Jones as Thurfer Howitt, the, oh, yeah. the Atreides yeah. Mentat. <laughs> and uh, um, Francesca Nice was Lady Jessica. But I don't have to tell you that, Jeff, do I? No. I thought, what about Euphrates cat? Whoa. <laughs> no? All right. Uh-huh. Are you saying Thufur Hawat was one of your favorite characters, Jeff? <laughs> I'm saying, actually, I couldn't name a single character in this movie <laughs> and the re- relation. I know the dude with the hair, I think a McLaughlin guy, he's like, he was the son of like, two people. And that's literally as much as I know. <laughs> he was the son of two people. <laughs> he, was, he was the Usually son of, uh, of Wolf House. Well, who's Wolf House? <laughs> uh, Jurgen Prochnow? Nope. Uh, the bad guy from... Uh, Beer Fist. Beer Fist. Grandpapa. Oh. That's who that was? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's guy from Das Boot. <laughs> I had a very bad experience on <laughs> some one time. I don't like to talk about it. He's the one who pulled his tooth out and spit in a guy's face, the Venom? Yes. No? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You guys didn't answer right away. I thought maybe I imagined that scene. Oh, yeah. crap. Yeah, it took me a second to figure <sighs> out what you were talking about. Yeah, he had the... the he must fake... have installed some really strong fan inside the Leto's mouth. Yeah, <laughs> Yui yeah, had the explosive tooth. Uh, all right. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is this guy kind of scarred me for life, and that's the creeping Baron Harkonnen, the flying fat guy that you mentioned, Jeff. <laughs> Puss face. Yeah, just the puss and the doctor working on him and stuff, and him and being so creepy towards fate and he the heart plug thing. The first time I saw this, just really freaked me out when I was a kid. So, ugh, still gave gave me the heebie-jeebies, flying around just screaming at everybody. Yeah, I've already said my piece on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my number two and. Uh which I've kind of mentioned already before, there was just too much going on, and I felt disappointed because it felt like there's some cool world building that could have been done here. And I actually have a note, is this would have been better as a TV show? And I think I looked, and I think there was a TV show, so maybe yeah, I like that better. There, there was a, like, it was serialized, so... Yeah, sci-fi miniseries. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many episodes it was, but... Yeah, they definitely gave it, it more room to breathe. It came out when we were working way back at 86. Oh, really? Yeah, and actually Diana was the one that saw it, and I'm like, you know what, I think I'll give this a shot. It was pretty good, I liked it. 
Yeah, like, I mean, seriously, you hear, like I mentioned already, I forgot the names of, you said it out with Harkonnen, but I thought it was Targaryen. It did remind me a lot of, like, Game of Thrones, how, like, I want to see that world being built, but it was just too much for me, and, like, this, and they're just naming these, I'm not trying, I didn't understand what the hell was going on, I just, so it sounded like, this would be cool if I knew more, like, they'd slowly introduce the Starks and the, yeah. see, I already forgot, I haven't watched the show in a while, who are the, the Lannisters, and then later on you introduce the Tyrells, and later on, like, you can slowly build it, but this was just like, nope. All these people are here, and they don't like each other, and they're all after spice, and so a TV show might be good. So maybe I'll look into that. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a movie coming up, uh, another version by Denis Villeneuve. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Villeneuve. But it's the same thing. If he's going to try to cram all this into two hours, yeah, I'm I'm going to yeah, go on a limb here and say that he's going to do a better job. <laughs> the visuals will probably be better. Yeah, that definitely for sure. Um, but yeah, I hope they at least split it up. And you can't do this in one movie in two hours. There's no fucking way. Yeah, there's so, just no way. So I don't know if they can make a movie where it's like you get part of the story, but it still feels like a complete story. So like, if it bombs, you don't have to make a sequel, <laughs> right? Kind of how like, uh, well, you know, the Hollywood mentality right now would leave every movie as a fucking cliffhanger. Just in yeah. case we want to make a sequel, which I hate. But anyways. Yeah. So, And the one other thing before I forget, and I want to mention the top. I remember a few years ago I was uh, hanging out with um, Eric. And th- he was watching this documentary about Dune. And I guess there was supposed to be a whole other version of this with, like, Giger involved and everything. Oh, yeah. You guys, is that so, a real thing? And so so there was the Jodorowsky's Dune. Yeah, that's the one. But, but, I, but I think, yeah, I forget if that one was supposed to be Giger or... If- this no, one was, yeah. was, or was this one? So originally it was supposed to be Ridley Scott, and Ridley Scott left to do Blade Runner, and so it fell to David Lynch. Uh, but I forget where yeah, Giger. I think that's right. So I don't know if Giger would. No, have been Giger involved. was in the Jarda. Jardarowski. Okay. Jardarowski. Okay. Yeah, that's when he initially got hired, and he did a, a you know a bunch of artwork for it and everything, and I think. <laughs> Jodorowsky wanted to make this like a, a four to five hour epic. Like his script was literally that long. Oh, it's it's batshit insane. He's, he's yeah. He he's crazy. I would have much rather seen that movie at five hours. I don't know about that. Like <laughs> in two movies or something. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Originally, it's just the Lord were... of the Rings treatment. Give it to Peter Jackson or something. I don't know. Uh, speaking of directing choices. Uh... As Lucas had offered David Lynch the opportunity to direct one of the, the second of the oh, yeah. Yeah, and, he, yeah. and he said no. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Agreed. <Ugh>. Agreed. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, number two? Okay, my number two, and this kind of falls in line with the the intro, is just all the fucking exposition. There's just some terrible writing going on here. That whole first scene with the Emperor where you didn't understand what was going on, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be exposition, so you should have gotten something out of that. That's how yeah. fucking terrible it was. Like, it was all, that whole scene was just exposition. Uh, there's very little subtext there. Like, the only, the only like, bit of subtext was that the, the guild navigators kind of have some form of prescience where they can, like, see the future. Like, uh, but other than that, yeah, it was just like, here's all the stuff that's going on. Here's what we're going to do. And then, you know, it's like that throughout the whole movie. You get to the first time you meet the Harkonnens, 
they they talk about like they just lay out their whole evil plan <laughs> like verbatim uh and mm-hmm. and then the internal monologue it's just like you can't let anybody like show instead of tell uh like the horse my my favorite one was uh actually from Max von Sydow uh King Ongzerk himself yep when they're when they're flying away after they've rescued the the spice workers and he says he says to himself like I know I should know better, but I like this Duke. Like, I I give him credit because that's like a line right out of the book. But Jesus Christ, like you can't just have him look at him and be like, huh? Like ah oh, man, it's just so annoying. Just exposition after exposition after exposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, just no 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 chance for the audience to like no chance to put things together. Or to give the audience things to put together. Just like, nope, here's dialogue. And then we we have stuff barfing, as <laughs> Alex puts it. Mm-hmm. Space barf. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of these days, I'd like you guys to explain what actually happened in this movie. Because I still don't know what the fuck happened. You know, that's the thing is, I would love to talk about Dune. I just... <laughs> yeah, I need to read that book again. It's been a few years. Like, yeah. like, what I got out of the exposition at the very beginning is, okay, there's this one planet that has spice. Spice is what powers this time travelers, or the, uh-huh. the traveling through space. And this guy, they're trying to, like, I don't know, I felt like it was a Phantom Menace blockade on it or something. They wanted to, like, limit it. That's where I lost track. And then this, I don't understand how the, the like I said, the McLaughlin character, how he fits into this. But then he leads the people on that planet to fight back. And I, I didn't know what's going on, though. I just, so so in in just I try to keep this super brief. Uh, <laughs> so they 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 fucked it up to begin with. But the the reason the emperor wanted the Atreides out of the way in the books was that it was kind of like in line with the movie where he was becoming really popular, and he was putting together like a very strong fighting force because of Duncan Idaho and Gurney Halleck, Halleck, like those guys, mm-hmm. those dudes were badass and they were training badass soldiers. And the Sadakar were supposed to be the most badass soldiers. They were starting to get on par, so the Emperor was getting worried. So he wanted them out of the way. All that, like, voice bullshit was made up for the movie, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so all that happens. And then there's they, they barely explain the Bene Gesserit. So all the shaved head women, they've basically been uh, running this breeding program for thousands of years. They've manipulated all the great houses into giving birth until it led to the Kwisatz Haderach. Like the space Jesus, yeah, basically space Jesus, but Jessica instead uh, popped out a son instead of a daughter like she was supposed to, and that was Paul. And Paul became that guy, like one generation too soon, and he had like superpowers because he could do the Benny Gesserit stuff even though he was male. And he was a mentat. Yeah, I'm sure none of this makes sense. <laughs> no, I don't know who any of those people were. Yeah, okay, fine. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they, that's a, that's the problem is they don't explain any of this stuff. Um, but yeah, so the, the one of the things they don't explain is that the Bene Gesserit, um, they're like basically super spy courtesans, and they they go to like every planet and set up like religious shit, like propaganda, just in case to help them out. They need it, and it works against them in this case because the Fremen have picked up on that like that religious stuff that they put out there, and kind of form their own thing, and they make Paul this uh, messianic type of character. Mm-hmm. Madib. 
So he basically becomes a man playing God. All right. The rain bullshit at the end pissed me off, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how can this be? But he is the Kwisatz Tadarik. All right, let's get to our number ones. Alex. <laughs> uh, pretty much the what we've been touching on this whole time is this, this movie is just super rushed, especially in the last half. Just scene after scene. It's supposed to two years are supposed to transpire, but even then, stuff happens out of order or in, in places that it wouldn't make sense, like two years that have gone by. And, it, yeah, there's just so much to this story. There's so much in the book that, I guess Lynch just felt like, oh, I have to have voiceovers for fucking everybody in order to get a lick of sense to get into the movie to boot to you know. But it didn't work. <laughs> no, it did not. Did not work. All right, uh, my number one, I have Ride the Worm, and I think I have it as a negative, but it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, is that like riding the walrus? <laughs> I remember, like, not knowing what the hell's going on, and like, oh, he's gonna write him. That's kind of cool. And then, like, everyone was, and I like, guess, is stupid. And I, I, why were they able to ride the worm? Because they had guitar solos backing them up. Hell yeah! Oh god. So, so the, the they basically like if they got in hook in one of those flaps, it would keep it above yeah. ground. And then, like, if they got the hooks up like toward its head, then they could control it. If they did it right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Ride the Worm, number one. Scott? Uh, my number one is the inner monologues. <laughs> I, I just... So, exposition aside, they're just so goofy. Like, the whisper. <laughs> like, the the audio effect on it. The fact that, like, the camera just pauses on people so they can fucking do the inner monologue instead of act yeah. <laughs> on screen. Um, I just... I cannot fathom... Like, people sitting around going, yep, this sounds good, this looks good, this is what we want. Um, you know, I I mean, who knows, maybe Lynch, like, really didn't want anything to do with it. He was just like, yeah, if you want to go back and have people put fucking voiceovers in, I don't care at this point. I don't know. <laughs> maybe um, he couldn't have stopped it. Anyway. But it's just so, like, hacky and amateurish. I, I, I just can't, like, I, I don't even see, like, Lucas doing bullshit like that. Like there was the no, he would have his character say all that. Shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not in a VO. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I. But you know, you never can tell. There's like that whole scene in Superman. That's super yeah, fucking that was the worst scene of Superman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so I'm saying, otherwise, like competently directed, you know, people that you think you know what they're doing, they they do weird shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. But at least that was like the one, just just for one scene. This is like the whole movie. They're like, yeah, this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be great. And I don't think anything ever's been done like that before or since. Like, Good. like they'll have people doing voiceovers, but it'll be over like for exposition, like over scenes when there's like fucking car on a freeway from like a helicopter shot or something. I'll uh, leave the weapon for. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They just explain the last part of the plot. Um, I just, I cannot, it blows my mind that they decided to jam this in there like every five minutes for two hours. So what do you feel about like um, voiceovers and stuff like um, when it's like the main guy, like say um, Magnum P.I. or Dexter or something like that? So so when they're, well, I I can't speak for Dexter, but for Magnum P.I., 
he's never doing that while he's acting out on screen. Correct. It's always between. And, I mean, that can get really lazy fast. Um, for for, Mag- for <laughs> Magnum P.I., it's fine. Like, a lot of times he's, like, interjecting his, like, opinion on shit. Um, or, and, and they're also going for, like, the kind of old-school, hard-boiled P.I. thing, um, yeah. which can be fun. Uh, yeah, just say like Frank Drebin and the Naked Gun. Movie, yeah, yeah. So. For that, it, it absolutely. Yeah, it, it fucking it can totally awesome. work when it, for like like that film noir, or yeah, spoof, where the hell was I? Spoofy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if he didn't, who did? And where the hell was I? <laughs> There's like jungle sound effects. <laughs> oh man, that is good. We should watch Lethal Weapon. Or yeah. Lethal Weapon. We should watch Lethal Weapon for sure. But uh, yeah, what about Loaded Weapon? Gun. Loaded Weapon One. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> Uh, like a midget out of urinal, I was going to have to keep on my toes. <laughs> yeah. uh, like the truth a... hurts, Jeff. Maybe not as much as jumping on a bicycle with a seat missing, but it hurts. <laughs> but it hurts. Uh, like a bland man in an orgy, I'm going to have to feel my way around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, should, we should recut it with just <laughs> any time one of those inner monologues happening. <laughs> just something from Frank Drebin. Uh, oh, dude, I'm in. All right, uh, well, that wraps up Dune. Uh, what's I forgot? What do we do? We rate it or do we rate crossovers? I forget. We rate it. Rate All it. Right. All right, Alex. What well, we uh, once again we rate between one and seven. One being piece of poop. Seven being pure gold, genius, brilliant, mm-hmm. perfect. So, Alex, what's your score? Uh, mostly because of nostalgia. And because <laughs> I have terrible taste, apparently, I'm going to give this movie a four. That's being very generous, I know, but I'm sticking with it. That's like as low as you get. I know. I don't think I've given a movie below a four. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> ah. Whew, this is tough. Even The Conjuring. I feel like an yeah. aggregate, like a four from Alex is like a, is like a two from Jeff. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. But I uh, okay. It's just terrible. It's easily a one, but I do think there's stuff to be there. I guess I could tell there's a, it's based on a good foundation. But that's not this movie. So yeah, it's a one. Maybe I'll like the book or the TV show. With the movie, it's a one for me. It, I, uh, this was awful, Scott. So uh, I I expected to finish this up with a with a three going into it, uh, which is actually pretty low for me, too. Um, but speaking of the word two, <laughs> having watched this again, just some, a lot of stuff that bothered me way more than, like, before when I watched it and wasn't true to source material. Um, so, Garth, I, I hope you wanted us to do this because <laughs> you thought we wouldn't like it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I hate the idea of disappointing one of our one of our rare listeners. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm giving it a two. Uh, you know, it's not Manos hand of the fate bad hands it hand of fate bad, but it's pretty fucking bad. I've I, never seen that movie, but I bet it is that bad. Yeah, the, sorry, Garth. It you know the only thing saving it from a one is uh, Patrick Stewart's awesome skullet that he has in the latter half of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And his blue eyes. Yeah. All right. Um, so what's our crossover topic this week, Alex? Crossover topic is top five desert crossings. 
<gasps> I thought you said dessert crossings. Shit. <laughs> wah, wah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, what's your number five? My number five is okay. Kind of count it, I guess. No, it's Army of Darkness. That's the very beginning. Okay. Right. Yeah. He's like, my name is. Here's another a brilliant piece of video. <laughs> my name is Ash, and I am a slave. <laughs> and he gets whipped. <laughs> ah, so good. But he's in a stock and chains with a bunch of other slaves and stuff, and they're marching him back to the kingdom through a desert because it's all dusty and dirty. And that's where he lands. Him and his uh, what kind of car was it again? Like a Chevelle or something like that. I yeah, forget. lands in the middle of the desert, and that's where he gets captured. So, Army of Darkness. <laughs> all right um my number five and this was honest this is the second one that came to come to my mind but i've only seen the movie once um it's lawrence of arabia okay uh, and the whole the whole thing takes place there and i don't honestly don't remember it's a specific scene i just remember he's traveling through a lot of desert through this movie whether <laughs> it's on foot or on camel and whatever and i just remember the big wide shots and everything and i know this is a good movie and i remember liking it but it's been a long time since i've seen it so yeah i've never seen it um, so there you go. Lawrence of Arabia. Number five for me. Scott. Uh, number five is from Game of Thrones, actually. Uh, basically, second season. Danny traveling to the desert. Oh. Getting to Karth. All the, the drama, the uh, the uh, chapped lips, <laughs> makeup. Uh, yeah, that, that took a while. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the more memorable crossings. Recent memory for me. Yeah, so that's my number five. Danny, Danny crossing the the desert to get to Karth. All right. Where are my dragons? Yep. All right. Alex, <laughs> number four. Number four is Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> when they're cry- everybody's crossing the desert, they're like, "What the hell do you have in this thing? It's <laughs> it's important essential stuff, and <laughs> it's a giant hair dryer." Yeah. Oh my gosh, I died. Yeah. Honorable mention dinks- for me. The dinks find them. Ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. When did we get to Disneyland? Water. Water. <laughs> Room service. Room <laughs> service. All right. Uh, my number four is The Three Amigos. Oh, that's uh, my number two. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this on that episode itself, but they're crossing through and them all running out of water, sand coming out of their canteen, and then Dusty's just... <laughs> Basically bathing in his water, spitting it, throws it on the ground. Lip balm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, three amigos for me. Scott. Number four is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, fuck. All right. I messed up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Redo your list real quick. Uh, there's a there's a couple of trips out to the desert in this one. Uh, I, I guess that uh, Clint Eastwood's character, Blondie. Blondie. Uh, he he gets the the worst of it, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just I just get thirsty thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, his lips, that makeup job was so good. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Yeah. So he does it the Tuco first. Yeah, and then and then he gets his comeuppance. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's a good one, uh, Alex. Number three. My number three is the Ocarina of Time, when you have to cross the desert to get to the uh, Gerudo Fortress. Gerudo. And it's all sand, dusty, and everything, and you have to find the signpost. And then later on, once you finally get to the 
outpost, you have to have your horse in order to jump all the way to the across in a very cinematic way. So cool. Wow, I don't remember that. Well, you don't? No, but it's been a long time. Nah. Epona? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, I'm stuck on the Gerudo Palace right now in the whatever game I'm playing, Breath of the Breath Wild. Breath of the Wild? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have to sn- I'm never good at sneaking levels in video games. I don't have the patience <laughs> for it. <laughs> so, all right, Zelda. Um, my number three is Conan the Barbarian. Uh, oh there's a, shit! There's a couple desert crossing scenes. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, there it is. Conan. We've talked hang- about that twice yeah, already, so I'm not hang- going to get any further. Into hanging that. up on the tree of woe and Subutai yeah. coming in across the desert. Yeah. So cool. Contemplate this on the tree of woe. Whoa. Bite a vulture's neck. Yeah. All right, Scott, number three. Uh, Number three is from National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, The Griswold family's car breaks down the side (laughs) of the road somewhere in Arizona. Uh And uh, Clark decides that he's going to go for help. And he just runs off in the desert. (laughs) In, in typical Clark fashion, uh, singing over the river and through the woods as he goes. Uh, and then there's just a small montage of him trucking on uh, until he's finally got, like, his pants on his head. <laughs> and he, like, finds a another corpse with, like, that's basically dressed like he was. Uh, <laughs> and he, he finally winds up, like, back at the... Finds the gas station, but he finds his family's already there. It's like, people came to help them, like, ten minutes after he left. Yeah. He's, Sounds about right. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. like <laughs> he's got like heat stroke basically. Yeah. I've only seen the original vacation one time. It's been a long time since I've seen mm. it. Alright. Alex, number two. Our number two is the three amigos. Alright. Uh my number two has been replaced by Ah since you already said, okay, my number two really is good and bad the ugly, but I'll keep my original number two. Is tremors, uh, specifically when they're like pole vaulting between rocks, trying to get to okay. the big granite, granite mountains. Um, oh, that was nice. Way to go, dude! <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah, especially since we just watched Doom with the worms, tremors was on my mind. But I always love that pole vaulting scene and everything there. So that's my number two. But it really is good, bad, and ugly. Alex, that was a good call. <laughs> Scott, number two. Um, so that was a good call, Scott. <laughs> No, it was you, Alex. Uh, so my number two is Spaceballs. No, it was me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so yeah, number two, uh, Spaceballs. Um, I still quote the the part after they, they pull out the giant hairdryer, and they pick up the <laughs> luggage again, yeah. and they're like, oh, this is the best. I could carry these all day. <laughs> yeah. John Candy. He's a mog. All right. <laughs> Alex, mm-hmm. number one. I bet I know what it is. I bet it's safe. Uh, number one, Fury Road, Mad Max. Shit, it's not my number one. That should be on my list, too. <laughs> yeah. Balls. All those they, movies. How did I not? <laughs> they cross the desert. They find that it's like, oh, shit, there's nothing here. Let's go back. <laughs> they cross it again. <laughs> so Alex Alex and I were actually talking about uh, our desert lists. And I, I was like, oh, I have a few that come to mind, including Star Wars. And Alex was like, I'm doing my list without Star Wars. And I was like, that's a bold claim, my friend. But he pulled it off. Damn it. Because it's a given. Star Wars is everything. So it's like, ah, I can't 
just keep saying Star Wars or Dune. and everyone. So I try not to do Star Wars. I agree. If no, I, I can 100% help it. agree. That's why I didn't do Star Wars in mine either. But that's a good pull. I did not. Uh, all three of those movies, <laughs> especially the last, or not three. I, yeah, all four of the movies. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Well, my number one is R2-D2 and C-3PO crossing Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh-huh. Yeah, we always use Star Wars, but that's the first introduction to Star Wars, for Christ's sake. And Jawas and R2 and C-3PO and then finally Luke. And, oh, come on. It's got to be number one. Over here. So, there it is. <laughs> I still uh-huh. keep that number one. Even if even if I had Fury Road, it would, this would still be my number one. Scott, number one. Fury Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, nice. uh, it's pretty much the whole movie. There's not like a part yeah, of the movie. So, good. <laughs> so yeah. fucking good. good you should pool. watch that again. Yeah. Good pull. All right. Um, I had one honorable mention. That was Spaceballs, and you guys already named that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any listener feedback? Did Garth actually leave any information on this, or he had not even seen the movie? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't leave any info on this movie, but he did give us a list. All right. His number uh, five is Mad Max Two. Yeah, yeah. I thought about Built that. Built in the first film and turned everything up to eleven. Bust yeah, a deal, face the wheel. The kid with the boomerang blade was great. Agreed. Uh, oh, this one. <laughs> Number four, Wayne's World 2, Jim Morrison and the Weird Naked <laughs> Indian. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's good. Uh, number three, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Whole plays crossing uh, back and forth through Mexico. Open plains. I gave that game away, and I regret doing that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I gave it to Adam's kid. Oh, okay. It's not like I gave, like, threw it away or anything, but like, I was like, yeah, man, ever since... I heard the sequel was coming out. I want to play it. Oh, crap. I gave it away. So I'm not going to rebuy it. I'll just wait for the sequel. They might have it on like a super cheap sale later. Yeah, I'll wait for the just sequel. Uh, it's number two. And this is pretty awesome because it's one of my favorite uh, animes from when I was a kid, which is Fists of the North Star. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. it's like it's like mad max but everybody's like a kung fu super high level martial artist it's insane and this guy and there's lots of the main character yeah the main character can hit pressure points in his enemies and it literally makes like their heads and bodies just explode in like a mist of blood and viscera it's amazing very cool what a greatest anime series and mangas ever just my opinion. Anyways, number one, the video game, another video game, Journey for the PS4, oh, which yeah. I haven't played. Yeah, I really want to play this. Very desert themed. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. It's, he says, "Wonderful to look at and a relaxing to play. Just a joy to explore the story with no guidance or direction." That sounds awesome. Cool. Is it? Uh, Thanks, Borderlands, and that yep. um, Borderlands is a desert game, right? Uh. Yeah, there's actually the first one. There's a lot of desert open area with a bunch of crazy Mad Max looking dudes. Yeah. At least the first part. And then what about the Fallout one that you guys like? Is it called Fallout? Oh, New, New Vegas is all yeah. desert. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn that. Yeah, I should put that on. Uh, yeah, I should. The whole game is about crossing the desert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Is that it? 
Yeah, thanks, Garth. Yep, yep. thanks, Garth. Yeah, I mean, not for Dune, but for yeah. the list. <laughs> yeah, you didn't give your feedback on the movie, so I'm pretty sure you never saw this, and you're just a jerk to make us watch it. But <laughs> we appreciated the suggestion. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So this is a couple weeks old now, and I wanted to ask you guys something related to this, but I guess... There was a game called at Dodger Stadium before the regular season where <laughs> the field became flooded with sewage. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's against the Angels. Yeah. But, uh, so and I and I was what I was thinking about it. It's like, what's the weirdest thing that a game has been called for? Do you guys know? Doesn't ignite. What? <laughs> okay, I don't remember my exact history of this. There was like beer night. Yeah, I was say, there was like nickel beer night back in the days, and just riots ensued, and they had to stop the game. Um, it was Cleveland or Chicago yeah. or something. Yeah, usually it's weather. Uh, earthquakes have done it. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Northridge. Power outages. Uh, Hasn't there been like raining frogs or something? Hasn't that happened at a stadium? Not that I know of. Hmm. Uh, we're so just ha- thing. There has angels been, like, in the insect outfield. stuff. There's been like it's called called for angels. There's too many angels interfering with the game. Yeah. There's been like bees or locusts. I remember, but I don't know if they canceled the game. They can just kind of go inside for a little bit. Then... Yeah, I know they've had to like, put game delays on so like it's like a swarm of land in like <laughs> like on the outfield wall or something like that, and then be, yeah, yeah, like people have to come by to remove the bees. Uh, it was. It was snowing in a game uh, that was taking place today that the Angels were playing in. Yeah. So they didn't call the game, though, so I guess it doesn't count. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, there's all kind of weird delays with baseball anyways. Uh, Skin suit, man. I don't know if they've called stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah, Ross Sewage will do it. <laughs> yeah, it did it. <laughs> I, I wonder if it was a regular season game if they would have called it, though. Hmm. Good question. Or anyway. make it up later. Yeah. Yeah. Just shows you LA stinks. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> Alright, is that it? Yep. Alright, it's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Alright, so uh, it's been a while since we've had a more up to date Neam News. Been a while. So just uh I'll talk a little bit about a couple movies that I saw finally. Well, one finally and one that was new at least a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, but that, uh, for starters, is uh, Dunkirk. Uh, I think, Jeff, you saw this, Cap- right? Captain Kirk retiring. Got it. Yep. You seen? You saw Dunkirk, right, Jeff? Yes, I did. Okay. So, I yeah, I finally saw it. Uh, it was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, it was a very solid... Uh, uh, movie all around. Um, one of Nolan's more straightforward movies. Uh, eh. A little time jump was kind of screwy. Yeah, that was a little weird. That. Like, it's funny to think like that Batman would be his most straightforward movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Batman movies. As far as like what you see happening is like happening when it happens. Um, That's true. Like compared to like Memento and Inception. Inception and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, like, the dogfighting was amazing. Like, yeah. Like, that's, you know, 
from the from the cockpit. Like I guess I don't know if that's a hundred percent what it looks like, but that was pretty. Like the realism there was impressive. At least the realism realism they're going for anyway. What's uh what's what's the actor's name? Tom uh, Hardy. Tom, Ray. He, all his movies are like him. With the only see like part yeah, of his mask face, and he doesn't talk. Yeah, no wonder he did this movie. Yeah, uh, I was like Mad Max, uh, this Bane. Uh, he's gonna be Venom, right? Like all. This. <laughs> he's like, oh. Yeah. I wonder Here's... what would break first, my spirit or my plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I really liked is that it wasn't a U.S. side to it. Like finally, like yeah. we see so many U.S. <laughs> World War Two movies. Yeah, so let's yeah. just get the. You know the French, German, English version. Of it. I I, like that. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that that he showed kind of like how fucking horrible it actually was, but it wasn't like that same level that Saving Private Ryan was. Yeah, I agree. Like if guys' guts hang like yeah, like <laughs> I think we I think Spielberg pretty well covered that that territory. You know, um, so I appreciate that he didn't go the same route with it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although like all the the water stuff is pretty gruesome. You know, without there being blood or guts. Like, yeah. Uh, and I liked how he went with kind of unknowns for a lot of the casting. Um, yeah, I didn't really know anybody except uh, whatever you said his name was, Tom Hardy and um, the, the old man driving yeah, the Mark, fishing Mark boat. Reliance, uh, yeah, Mark Reliance. Kenneth Branagh was out there. Uh, who? Kenneth Branagh. Quint? I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. British actor. Oh, <laughs> Big and uh, the other guy, the other Batman villain was in it too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's in every Nolan movie. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Scarecrow. Uh, yeah, Scarecrow. Uh, yeah. yeah, his name escapes me all of a sudden. Uh, it's Killian Murphy. Yep, that's it. Killian or Cillian. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that's it's worth a watch. Uh, yeah, I can see why it was nominated for a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, speaking of. Uh, impressively, uh, visually impressive movies. I saw Ready Player One. Uh, anybody mm-hmm. else managed to sneak a peek at this one? Yeah, no, I did not yet. I did. You did see it, Jeff? Yes, I did. And you'd read you you'd read the book first too, right? Yes, I have. All right, this is a rare <laughs> a rare day. Uh, oh, I listened to the book. Don't give me too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, heard, I actually heard like the Will Wheaton uh, reading yeah. of Ready Player One is actually pretty solid. So yeah, I liked it. Uh, so yeah, I, I I enjoyed the movie. Uh, you know it. It's it's a good thing I think Spielberg did tackle this movie because um, there's still some heart there, still some of that sense of wonder um, amidst like the the relentless onslaught of references to pop culture. And some kind of despicable product placement. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's every movie nowadays. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I, it was one of those things where, you know, as I'm sitting there, I was like, I ah, just don't think too hard about certain things. Uh, at least plot-wise. Um, but yeah, at the, the end of the day, I, I did enjoy it. It is a spectacle, and I and I recommend it. Uh, I Now I've got to eventually get the, I guess, the Blu-ray. And just try to freeze frame all the random yeah. shit that's going on, see how much of it I missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a couple bits in there that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, without that are kind of big spoilers, so we won't talk about them here. Uh, but yeah, they so they 
for those that aren't familiar, the, the book is just like one big 80s pop culture reference with a heavy bent on video games and uh, futuristic or embedded in futuristic uh, VR. Um, and this, it's just more the, the VR side of things. Um, and the pop culture is all over the place. It's still a pretty heavy 80s bent, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but not almost, not kind of exclusively like the, uh, the other one was, like the book was. Yeah, like they had like Overwatch stuff in here. Yeah, like yeah, Tracer like, keeps popping up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really liked it. Uh, I kind of I want to watch it again, actually. Uh, like it, was, it, it felt like, it almost felt like Avatar, which I actually... Which is actually dumb of me to say because I, I still haven't watched Avatar, but it's <laughs> but it's it's what I would imagine Avatar kind of being. Um, if it was good, like just a full on CG world. That Alex, really you cool. haven't seen it either, so shut up. I saw the first half. <laughs> I was not impressed. Uh, you can't judge a movie until you've seen it. That's what they Harry. do in Russia. <laughs> Better than Dune, so that's what they do in North Korea. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I again I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd recommend it as well. I there were some parts I didn't like, but most for the most part, I really dug it. I think the changes they made, like you said, from the '80s. I think you had to get more pop yeah, culture references yeah. in there mm-hmm. than just the '80s. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was a little disappointed in is, and this is, just, I think, maybe just because I read the books, is how the people, the real life people, weren't beautiful actor people, you know. And then, like in this movie, they're they're just good looking young actors. Like, right. Wish, right. Well, I actually, I actually like, I actually really, I thought of all four of them, like, uh, that Artemis, well, I guess five of them, huh? I, I guess Artemis was the, I didn't have a problem with Artemis. It's kind of in the books, she's, they said she was, like, she probably wasn't the, as thin, but they didn't say he, they, like, she was, like, chubby or anything, like, the main character was supposed to be. Yeah. And then she had like a hideous birthmark on her face, and then here she had one, but it was like a cute. Eh, just eh, that was one thing that yeah. kind of bothered me because why yeah. do these people have all these crazy avatars? And I don't know. That was just one thing that kind of yeah. The, uh, speaking of the characters, uh, the the thing that bothered me about them was how they all meet up. Like, oh, that was kind of weak. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that definitely changed from the book. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah. But anyways, okay. yeah. Like again, just I. One of the, one of the things I just don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, and I would say it's just if you've read the book, it's the same premise, it's just totally different. Like, okay, point A and point B are the same, and how they get there is different. You know, you know, you have to get the Easter egg to get control of the oasis, and there's three keys or whatever. But it's how they saw the keys are different, and just but if you like the premise, you'll like the movie. I guess that's how I describe it. Like uh, cool. Ben uh, Mendelsohn. I guess mm-hmm. typecast forever now. <laughs> it's like the Weasley, <laughs> uh, the Weasley exec bad guy between Rogue yeah. One and this now. Like, there's no way he's ever going to play anything else. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. Uh, Alex, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, when I asked Jeff, solo trailer, how much are you going to hate this movie? Uh, <laughs> from I one to know. seven. T- to be honest, I like the trailer. Uh, that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> was, I, I really enjoyed this last trailer. Uh, Mala made it re- look like Mala was in there. Did you see that? Oh man, I hope Lumpy's in mm-hmm. it too. 
great. <laughs> yeah, I know. They spent 20 minutes on Life Day. <laughs> in the movie, yeah. um, Got to no, give it more I, time. I think he looks fine as Han. I think she, um, he, Danny, I always want to call him Danny Glover. Donald Glover <laughs> looks great as Lando. Mm-hmm. Um, Daenerys looks good as whoever. She just looks good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't like the Millennium Falcon with this form. I just that just bugs me. That only oh, the reason they're doing that to sell toys, and that just makes me mad. But whatever. <laughs> you're mad. You're gonna have to go yeah. buy a new Millennium Falcon toy. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, would never, I would never buy that version of it. It's stupid. But I mean, it kind of made sense since it's so heavily modified after Han gets it. Yeah. But, so a uh, special guest I can Matt. See it. Sorry, special guest Matt mentioned that last night. He's like, hey, he even has a line. I've made a lot of special modifications myself. So I'm like, god damn you. I guess that's a point. But I still don't. Yeah, it is. No, you're right. It's for the toys, but it makes sense. Yeah. So what did you think? I liked it, too. I'm hoping it's not dog poo because I like the Force Awakens trailers. So, I mean, yeah. You mean The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi. I like The Last Jedi trailer. So hopefully this doesn't disappoint. Yeah, and it, it kind of looks like there's. It's not just at least from the trailer. Who knows? I mean, Rogue One trailer had nothing. The movie wasn't anything in the trailer, but uh, it looks like yeah, it's not just going to be a Han movie. It's going to be a Chewbacca movie. And it's going to be a Lando movie, and so I can get mm. behind that. So, yeah. Uh, Cautious, ooh, let's go. Let's go watch it. Yeah, let's do it. It's uh, a couple month away. Speaking of Star Wars, real quick, Jeff. I know mm-hmm. you said you recently rewatched what Star Wars? Uh, Last Jedi. Yeah, I did. Uh, did your opinion change on it at all? Oh, it's way worse than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, we just noticed a piece of editing too during the only like one of the only good parts of the movie with the with the Imperial guards. There was one that one guard that had two knives. Remember? Mm-hmm. And he was fighting Ray, and then Ray catches his right arm in her hand and he was like pressing down so that the blade would come down on her face but his left hand still had a blade and it was completely behind her back so he could have been stabbing her away the whole time but what they did was they had two blades and then something happened so that the next time you saw it his hand was still in a fist but it was completely empty so they just photoshopped it right the fuck out you mean after go look for the, yeah go look for the gif it's it's ridiculous it's really stupid. There are so many other things wrong with that movie that I'm not going to get mad about that. That's like the one <laughs> scene I do like. So don't take that away from me. Sorry. But f- funny anecdote. So I watched it again because, um, well, I did want to watch it again. And then, um, so I've actually watched it tw- twice now since the movie theater. I, I digitally downloaded it and my brother wanted to uh, watch it with the kids. Okay, you guys come over. I, I want to see their reaction to it. And uh, they weren't fans. They were. It was like punishment making them finish the movie. <laughs> when? How much longer is it? Like they did not like. It when are at they going to get to the fireworks factory? And they're young, they're three and five, but they did not. They couldn't. They could care less. They just started playing with toy. They just couldn't keep up with it. And I was thinking, yeah, it really isn't much of a. It's kind of deep movie, like stuff that's going on with Luke. I don't know if a kid can get that, but whatever I have lots of problems with the movie but the it's kind of the stuff I hate it, the stuff I still hate the stuff I like I still kind of like okay there it is mm-hmm. uh, so Alex anything else you want to talk about I have not seen the solo trailer for, or the newest one anyway whatever it's worth alright um, uh, 
I don't have any news. I've uh, s- go ahead. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> I, s- I went to go see a quiet place and it was sold out. So I got to see Pacific Rim 2. Woo! Ooh, how was that? John, oh, man, John you know Boy. How much I love the first Ega. one. I it was bad, but I want to say it was just as bad as the first one. So if you like the first one, maybe you'll like the second one. I don't know. So I, I just I don't understand, Jeff. It's it's giant robots versus giant monsters. Like what? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. I guess I, I don't know. I don't get it. Okay. Either. I, um, John, I thought John Boyega is better with his natural accent. Or I'm assuming that's his natural accent, his British one. British. I liked him better there than I did in Star Wars. Did you, um, Jeff, do we we watched Attack the Block together, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't know that was him. That was a long time ago. Right? I think it was like his first big role. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought he was fine in it. Um, once again, just big robots, and then there's a little girl, and then a couple of white dudes, and the, the a lot of the returning cast actually. The the Asian girl, which I forgot her name, she's in it. Mako. Cool. Yeah. yeah. They actually do make a, a reference to the apocalypse speech in the movie, which I kind of got a giggle out of, which I wouldn't have remembered if we hadn't rewatched it recently. Um, so I saw that. I've been seeing a bunch of movies, uh, but I really wanted to see A Quiet Place. Still haven't seen that. Um, <laughs> have you seen the the cut somebody did of The Quiet Place and The Office? The office. Yeah. No, but I can imagine. That's <laughs> what I kept thinking. I guess there was like some episode where they where they they did that where everybody like it was like community esque where like okay nobody can talk and like whoever talks first loses like some kind of thing. Oh really? Yeah, I don't remember that. But I did see some today, somewhat related. You guys know the epic um, Patton Oswald filibuster speech yeah. from Parks and Rec yeah. Yeah, about Star Wars and like and Marvel and yeah yeah and he mentioned something about the Marvel Star Wars crossover with the Infinity Stone and <laughs> yeah. it cuts over to Andy and his reaction or whatever and they were t- he was tweeting about it today he's like oh that was pretty funny that Star Lord <laughs> himself was in the room he didn't even know it uh, yep I still haven't finished Jessica Jones I'm, I'm like on episode 11 or 12 though so I'm almost done I'm liking it, but not enough to like make me force through it. Yeah. And, uh, it, NHL playoffs are going down, and my Kings are already 0-2, so fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to the goddamn Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're stupid team. Stupid city. Take my money <laughs> and take my hockey games. You can take... If it makes you feel any better, Jeff, the Ducks are now 0-2 also. It does make me feel better, but but it's against the Sharks. Two and zero, so <laughs> yeah. So so is a uh, Jeff. I, I think I brought this up before offline. Uh, who do you who do you dislike more, the Sharks or the Ducks? Sharks. Either. Okay, right. I, that sounds about right. NorCal's the worst. <laughs> Sorry, NorCal fans. <laughs> hate the Giants. Hate the Niners. Hate the Red Sox. What? That doesn't even make sense. I hate Boston more than I hate you guys, though. So, <laughs> What about the Bruins? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, oh, I hate Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox, uh, Patriots. You guys can all go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jeebus. Oh, if you're not from Boston, you know what I mean. No one likes you. Nobody likes you. Am I right, Scott? You are correct. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, go Kings, go, I guess. 
<laughs> and uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's All it right. for me. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.